Welcome to the Evolve Your Game podcast. My name is Jose Antonio Fernandez. I'm a high performance coach, author, and tennis philosopher. Our mission is to help people to live fuller lives and to tap deeper into their own potential. Hey, Liam, happy to have you here. Uh, you are my first guest in my podcast. I just uh, had a lot of material, a lot of stuff, so I decided to share it in a podcast, and who better than you to start with it? So uh, please, to start, can you tell us a little bit who you are? How w would you introduce yourself and describe yourself? Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, Antonio, thanks for having me. It's a privilege to be the first guy on your podcast uh, for all the viewers. Uh, my name's Liam Draxel. I'm from Canada. I'm 18 years old. Um, my junior career, I got up to number nine in the ITF rankings. I got as high as 550 ATP. And now I'm currently at University of Kentucky. Uh, that's a little bit about myself. And now I'm training with Tenium with Tonio and uh, Seb here in, in Delray Beach to uh, evolve my game. Okay, great, great, great introduction. Um, I just want to touch in our conversation a little bit the, the human aspects that made you a tennis player and how you got here. So my first question to you is, uh, what brought you to tennis? Uh, how come? How come tennis? Yeah, my... My dad, he's been playing tennis all his life. He's a tennis coach in my hometown, Newmarket. And I was really just born into the sport. Both my parents played tennis. My parents actually, they met in a tennis lesson. My dad was coaching my, my mom. That's how they first met. So I wouldn't even be here without tennis. Um, <laughs> my sister played a little bit, uh, not too competitively, but she played. So yeah, when I was just I was born and I just started hanging around my dad's tennis club and I, I picked up a racket from a real young age and, you know, I just fell in love with the game. Okay. Do you have like any, um, any age where you would say, okay, this was the age where I really fell in love with the game or it was something that came slowly? Uh, if I'm being honest, I think I fell in love with it pretty early on. I remember I was, when I was really young, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, I would, my parents would literally have to drag me away from the tennis club. And sometimes I would start crying when they said, oh, it's time to go home now. And I'd always want to stay on court and keep playing. So I fell, I fell in love with the game really young. Okay, nice. Super nice. You know that my story is a little bit similar. I, I started um, also very young and I, <laughs> I used to cry also in yeah. order to stay on the courts. So... Uh, my next question is, uh, what has been your, your parents' role in your tennis? Because you, I mean, as a coach, I observe different modalities, you know, the parents that stay away, the ones that are very involved. How was it for you? It was good. I think I had the right balance between my parents. Uh, obviously, my dad, he coached me. He still does help me. He coach, coaches me. and He's going to coach me, you know, th all throughout my career. Uh, especially from a young age, I worked with him a lot uh, 
you know, just we, uh, us two going out to the courts uh, in the early mornings. And, and he was, my dad, he's more of a laid back kind of personality. He never pushed anything uh, from me that I, I didn't want. So uh, I think it was really good to have like that father son relationship rather than like a coach son relationship. We didn't really fight too much. I think that was important. I knew a lot of other players uh, who would really fight with their parents if their parents tried to, to coach them. So I think my dad did a really good job of, you know, like guiding me and, and teaching me tennis, but not going overboard and, and, and making me like kind of hate, hate tennis and hate being on court with him because he would just, you know, like push me too hard. So yeah, most of, most of my, my tennis, when I was on court with my dad, um, you know, it, it came with me from me and I wanted to like be on court with my dad. Um, and yeah, I think my dad, you know, he, he, he did his role like really well as, as a coach. Um, yeah, just cause he was, he was a little more chilled out than a lot of other dads. I, I was, uh, you know, seeing at, at other tournaments. Um, and then on my, on the other hand, my mom, she was, uh, uh, she didn't, uh, she didn't coach me. Uh, she was just a mom to me. Um, but I'm really lucky to have her because she, she's really organized and really, she you knows she gets things done and she's a real like go-getter. So she, she would always like, you know, stand up for me, stick, uh, stick with me, push, push uh, for me. And she, she got me a lot of opportunities actually, just cause you know, she was, she was brave and like bold and, you know, like really like reached out and tried to uh, connect with a lot of uh, great people with, with opportunities for me. So so I think it was a good balance having my dad, who was kind of laid back, um, and then my mom, who, you know, who would, uh, you know, like, and, and, like, go get things for me. Right. It sounds like a very good balance, huh? One active yeah. personality and a another one a little bit more laid back. Yeah. And, and uh, super lucky to have your, uh, your, your father teaching you first, because if he's a coach, that means he needs to take, take time extra to help yeah. you. And yeah, you know, as I, yeah. As I said, ahead, I was, when, when I was working with my dad, it was a lot, a lot of times it was before school, like seven to 8 a.m. That was probably our, our time slot together. It was, always, it was always early morning, you know, before he started, uh, you know, teaching on court. Cause you know, the life as a tennis coach, you know, you're, you're spending so many hours on court. It's, it's pretty much all day. You really don't get too many breaks, maybe a lunch break, dinner break. But yeah, my, my dad, he, he works a lot and, you know, he, he made time for me and, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Because you say, yeah, as you say, it's tiring when you're too many hours on the court and then put some extra, mm -hmm. extra hours. So yeah, gr great job from your, from your father. Then I have another question that I, I tend to, uh, to be curious always about uh, the kids and young players. How did you learn the game? Because you know there can be different approaches. I'm gonna tell you exactly what I mean. You can learn the game on a very technical way, like somebody teaching you every step, or a little bit more practical way. You just grab the racket and go there and play and try to do things. Um, some other people are a lot into a, a, a philosophy or a mentality, go there and fight or, or be aggressive. 
how was your journey mm -hmm. developing the player yeah. in you? Yeah, well, when I was growing up in Canada, uh, this is probably, you know, when I started training and taking tennis more seriously, I was probably around uh, in the under 12 category. So let's say 11 uh, to about 15, I was training in Canada before I moved to Florida. Um, so I was working with my dad. Um, he was always coaching me. And then I had another, another coach I worked with named Casey Curtis. Uh, he also worked with Milos Raonic when he was a kid. So he was also a really good coach. And again, it, it just worked out really well because my dad, it was more practical and, you know, just like pick up the racket and like just go out, go out and play and just just play the game of tennis, really, and not think too much and just go out and, and just play on feel and, and instincts kind of thing. And then when I went and worked with, Casey, the other coach, it was, it was a lot of technique. And I think from my, a technique at, uh, standpoint, all my technique is, uh, is from uh, Casey because we worked on it in our private lessons together so much on technique and just, yeah, a lot of technical aspects. And I remember it was back then as a younger kid, I only had like so much focus. It was, you know, he pushed me really hard and it was tough to keep focusing on just all the little details and all the little, little things to, to, you know, to develop a really good shot in your game. And it was a lot of hard work. And I, uh, at some points I didn't really like going to KC because it was a lot more mental focus and a lot more effort rather with my dad. It was, you know, it was just more enjoyment of tennis. Um, but I think that that worked out really well um, because I mean, to say a perfect technique but i i think i'm i'm pretty technically sound in tennis and also i think i have a really good feel for the game and i think that feel comes from you know playing with my dad like i'd, I'd play doubles with with my dad and, and his friends and growing up at a young age always playing doubles i feel like that helped my volleys and just feel um you know like inside the baseline towards the net my net game has always been one of my strengths And I just, yeah, I think I have a really good feel for, for the ball. Um, so, so I, yeah, I think those two coaches growing up in Canada, you know, they, they, they really helped me develop the player who I am today. Nice. Very nice. Because uh, um, I, I think, as you say, it's tough to find the balance there. You, you, I mean, I've been coaching for many years already, like 25, a little bit maybe over 25 and you see players that are very technical, but they don't understand the game too well, or some others that understand the game better, but have te technical deficiencies. And I, I think, as you say, uh, learning technique, it teaches you the process of learning of being poor at something and improving it, which is, which is, a, it's not, it's not always a comfortable place to be when you say, Oh, I cannot do that. But if I practice it, I'll get there. So it opens mm -hmm. your mind a little bit more to, to learning. Um, great. And uh, what was one of the things, for example, that kept your fire alive, your motivation alive? Because I, I see you today, you're still super motivated every time you go on court. Mm -hmm. What was it when you were a kid? What, how do you do that? Well, I think that motivation and drive 
it just has to be a part of you. I think it, it, it just comes naturally. Either you, you have that little fire inside of you or you don't. I mean, I always get motivated for the upcoming tournaments I'm playing. Uh, that's, that's a big motivation. I love competing. I love going out and playing tournaments. I always want to win all the tournaments that I'm playing. I want to, I want to raise trophies. Um, so I guess my main motivation is, is for, for the competition. Okay. So that's the one, the puller. Yeah. The, that's the, the, the tournament ahead mm -hmm. makes you go to practice and practice hard. So you do well on the yes. tournament. Great. Yeah. Great. Um, then I have another question. For example, have you ever been stuck in your progress? And then suddenly something happens that you understand one key concept that moves you to the next level. Have you ever had that kind of experience learning something that it, it was probably right in front of your nose, but you couldn't figure it out. And suddenly you figure it out and things change for you. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's looking back at, you know, uh, my career so far, I You know, there's a lot of highs and lows. Um, there's definitely been a couple of lows that uh, stick out for me. Um, I'll, I'll just uh, talk about the most recent one. Um, it was in, it was last year, my first year at, at Kentucky. It was probably, you know, the lowest of the lows I've, uh, for me. Um, I, got, I got sick. I got mono um, right, right when I got there. Uh, I struggled for for a while. I got it in October, and I really didn't get fully fully over the hurdle up until February. And you know, I'm I like to play tennis. I love it. So sometimes, you know, I would go out and and play and try to compete when I wasn't 100% healthy. And you know, with mono, if you're not fully recovered and you're still exercising, you know, you can just go right back to, to square one again and, 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 and feel uh, tired and, and really sick again. So I, I did that a couple times. And then, uh, you know, that, that really taught me after I fully got over it that, you know, there's, there's things bigger than tennis, you know, like just going out there and, and being healthy and, and, you know, just, just let, yeah, just being healthy and be able to go out and play tennis and nothing really bothering you uh physically uh that's that's a blessing honestly and after I fully got over that that hurdle you know I I honestly I think I enjoyed tennis a lot more because I took a lot of time off during that time period and just to have that feeling of playing tennis again where I had no outside issues you know I I just really enjoyed it and um After I, I fully got over mono, I, it got out, of, got out of my body. I tested negative for it. Um, you know, I just tried to move on. Uh, my results weren't necessarily great at the time. Um, but I thought to myself, you know, it wasn't really in my control because I, I was playing when I was sick. Uh, so it wasn't, it wasn't really like how I was playing. You know, it was just from a health standpoint. Uh, so I just I tried to stay positive and and then I went in the summer of 2020 um, and I played all these just UTR matches at Saddlebrook and I, I think I played like 50 matches and that really got me in shape again in like 
in that match mode again. And, and I got my game back. I started winning a lot of matches and I regained that confidence that, that I lost during uh, that time period when I had mono. Um, and when I was playing those matches and, and winning and I was, I was doing well for me at the time, um, I just had a better mentality. I feel like that was, that was the biggest, biggest thing for me because when I'm playing, it's, I'm a big, like mentally tough competitor. And, and sometimes I go a little overboard and I, and I want to win too bad that I end up, you know, getting really negative and down on myself. So when I was out playing in the summer, I just had that, you know, that little like peace of mind and, and enjoyment. And I, and I just loosened up a little bit, you know, I had nothing to lose. Um, and I just went out there and just enjoyed tennis and went out there and just played uh, rather than, you know, like wanting it too bad and going out there and just like working for it too hard. And I just tried to loosen up and enjoy and play because, you know, I, I was back and, and healthy and playing the game that I loved. Nice, huh? That was a, probably a very good lesson there, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what I, what I heard is that you learned basically to deal with setback. Yeah. How, how, do you, yeah. how are you when you have a bad tournament? How do, how, how do you react? How do you feel after that when you, you just go to a tournament, play bad or, or had a loss mm -hmm. that you, yeah. you think you should have won? How do you feel about that? Yeah. Um, well, the initial reaction, obviously, uh, I'm really upset. I'm really down. I'm really down. Uh, I'm really mad. I'm angry that I lost. But, you know, I just go back to the drawing board. And, you know, my dad's always told me this, you know, the only one thing you control control is, you know, putting the work in every day and, and working hard and working uh, smart, working the things on your game that need to be improved and, you know, really trying to go out there on the practice court and, and try to improve on, on some shots that need improvement and why you lost. Um, and that's what I thought to myself every time I just like, I'm just going to go back and, and train hard and work on my game and, and just let the results just speak for themselves. So I guess I just, I just think about going back to, to the practice court and just working on my game and, and trying to, trying to improve. Okay, so you don't stay too long in that dark room. No, of, no, uh, I'm not. Angry I'm not and, yeah, yeah. Who who get all worked up? Maybe for like a day or so. You know, it's probably thirty minutes, an hour. You know that okay. that, that initial emotion is. That's great. That's a great quality, mm -hmm. Liam. Um, another question, um, and you answer this if. If you feel like if uh, it's something super personal, you don't need to answer. But um, I'm curious, what is your biggest challenge right now? I, I and I'm gonna make a, a little intro here. I see since I met you, I didn't meet you, uh, uh, didn't meet you too long ago. But I've seen progress mm -hmm. in you. I mean, you, you really put the the work. Uh, and you've been progressing, you've been having better results, you've been competing, uh, but we always aspire to go higher. What, 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 what is the, the biggest challenge you experience right now in order to, to make that next, next jump? Mm -hmm. Well, as I said, I think from all those matches I've played and all, 
you know, those wins I've gotten over the summer, it's gotten my mentality and mindset in the right place. So I know, I know that's taken care of now. And I know, you know, just from experience of playing all those matches, you know, I know how to adjust to certain situations and when stuff goes sideways on court, you know, I know how to, I know how to relax and, and calm down now. Um, that was a big challenge I overcame. Um, but I think currently just talking from my tennis game aspect is probably my backhand. It's always probably been my weaker shot and, you know, I, we've been working on it a lot, um, you know, at, at, at practice. And I think it's, it's come a long way since, since the summer. Uh, that's when I was, uh, you know, that's when it I was struggling with that shot. And, you know, I was just get, getting a lot of reps on it. Uh, I've just been focusing on it. Um, and as I said, just going out there every day and I was really focusing on it and trying to improve that shot. And, you know, uh, this tournament I, I just played, uh, this, the Delray, the Delray Beach pre-qualies, I think my, my backhand was honestly a shot that, that won me a lot of points and, and got me a lot of, a lot of wins. My, my backhand down the line was, you know, it, it was, it was on fire this, this week and, I think it's that's it's probably from you know the the work I put in, um, so I guess that yeah that's probably has been the biggest challenge uh, for me recently. Okay, uh, maybe another another difficult question, and is uh, who is the person or the most important person for your performance in this planet? Um, well, what do you mean by person? Like um, who's my motivation or? No, who, who is the person that can, um, put you in the right place to perform? Oh, okay. okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say my dad. Um, okay. Just cause you know, when, when he's watching me, I'm always really comfortable, uh, when he's there and he knows He knows my game better than everyone, anyone else. You know, he's, he's seen me play since I was like four years old up until now. He knows exactly uh, what to say to me or what's going on during the match. And yeah, it's just, I guess that's, it's that level of comfortability when he's watching, um, you know, we're, we're on the, we're on the same, same foot, same, same thought process together. We think the same things about my game. So Yeah, it just gives me that extra comfortability uh, when he's watching, um, just knowing that, you know, he he's he's out thinking during the match, the same things I'm thinking. And 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 yeah, and also having him, you know, come support me. It's you know, it's uh, it's 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 special to me. Nice, nice. Yeah, it looks like you have a great relationship to your dad. Huh? I hope I can meet him once uh, somewhere. At a tournament, and Liam, maybe the last the last question, and and then I'll, I'll let you go. Um, I don't want to make this uh, podcast too long. I know that young people don't have too much time. <laughs> the world moves too fast right now. Uh, but I know you're young. But is there anything that you have learned from tennis that you can take? in your life that you say, you say this is a life lesson that I will, it will always be with me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say playing tennis, 
you know, um, going out there and competing and playing tournaments. I mean, you gotta, you gotta work for it and you gotta compete every point, you know, to, to be successful in this sport. There's no shortcuts. There's no easy way out of things. You know, it's tennis is a sport where you're just out there all alone. It's, it's one-on-one. There's no, you can't get, you know, subbed out like in a team sport or if you're having a bad day, you know, you can't just sit on the bench, you know, you have to, you have to problem solve out there and constantly adjust and nothing goes your way out there. You know, it's always going to be tough no matter who your opponent is. And I feel like it just, it's, it's a sport where you have to be really mentally tough and, and, you know, you have to, you have to compete really hard and you have to, you have to find ways, you know, to, to break down your opponent uh, to beat them. So I think it's, it works on a lot of, you know, your mind to work strategically and your mind to, to be tough. Um, I think this game is, is mostly mental, to be honest. I mean, if you go out and look at, you know, a bunch of players just practice and hit the ball, you, you probably can't really tell who's, who's better or who's worse. You know, it just comes down to, I think it comes down to a lot of the mental aspects. So, I mean, and, and you can put that, you know, into the real world, you know, uh, no, it's not just tennis. It's, you know, uh, if you have a job or, or, you know, it could literally be anything. You, you got to work hard. Nothing, nothing good comes easy in, in life. That's what I've, I've, uh, I've learned, you know, you, you got to work for it and you got to, you got to be, you got to be the hardest, hardest worker, um, you know, from in, in the room, in the world. Uh, if you want to, if you want to go and, and achieve your goal, you know, it, it takes hard work. Awesome. So uh, you are responsible for putting the work, putting the effort. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I also I heard that you said, and then you let the results come. So you don't force them too much. You do your part and, mm-hmm. and come what it should come, no? Yeah. All right, Liam. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I loved your ideas. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure somebody is going to learn something from you. And um, yeah, I'll be seeing you and I wish you uh, good luck. Good luck. Keep on doing what you're doing because you're doing it great. And I'm pretty sure good things will come. So thanks a lot for your time, Liam. All right. Thank you, Tonio. Privilege to be on this podcast. Nice talking with you. <laughs> nice talking to you too. I'll see you soon. All right. See Thank you for listening to the ideas we shared. I hope we were able to serve you well. See you in the next one.